Get your fill of baseball news and beer reviews at foulballarea.com. Follow our blog for the latest news around the baseball world and read about some of our favorite ballpark beers. Tune into the podcast every Wednesday as we take a deep dive into the topics of the day. Stay connected by signing up for our mailing list or following us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Foulball Area. Now, here's today's episode of the Foulball Area Podcast with Matthew Atkins and Trey Lyle. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the latest episode of the Foulball Area Podcast. I'm your host, Matthew Atkins, alongside my co-host, Trey Lyle, and we've got a lot of stuff to talk about. It's been a wild week around Major League Baseball. A whole lot of stuff going on. Interesting games, interesting stats happening around the league. We see Albert Pujols pitching for the first time ever. We see a team throw a no-hitter and still lose the game. It's been a really wild week in baseball. We're going to get into all of that in just a few minutes. Trey, how are you doing this morning? How was your weekend? I know, oh, it was Trey's birthday this weekend. Happy belated birthday to the co-host of the podcast. I was actually doing some research just a few minutes ago, and you share a birthday with George Brett, John Smoltz, Justin Morneau, and Michael Brantley. So that's some pretty good company to be in. And Ray Lewis, if you want to go with other sports. So uh, yeah, it's and so it was a good day, you know, had a small celebration on Saturday, the day before. So uh, it was a good weekend. So um, your birthday's coming up. It's the 21st, you know, next weekend. So that that should be that should be fun. We both turn a quarter century. So that that is that is quite interesting. Yeah. How does it feel? I don't know if I'm ready for it. I, I can run a car. That's about it. True. True. Yeah. I don't the know. Only difference. You know, there's no alternative other than just just doing it. So I guess I'll go through with it. I guess I'll turn 25. It's going to be weird. Uh, but yeah, that's coming up next weekend for me. Um, this weekend, went down to Norfolk, saw a Norfolk Tides game. So that was a fun time. I've been wanting to go to oh. Harbor Park for a while. So How was that? It was good. We actually ended up getting free tickets because uh, we walked up. We were just going to buy our tickets at the box office there. And there was a guy outside trying to give us tickets and we thought he was scalping them so you know we just ignored him at first and went up to the box office and he came back to us and said i want to be clear i've i won these in a giveaway and i'm trying to give them to you for free he didn't need them so we were like okay yeah we, we just thought you were scalping and we you know couldn't really trust the tickets but we'll take them and they worked so got free tickets it was it was a pretty good time i'm hoping to go to a hill Kent game soon maybe uh you you come up and, uh, you know, come with me. Yeah, I'd love to go to a Hillcats game. I've been there once a long time ago, uh, but I'd like to go back. Who are they affiliated with? Are they Cleveland? The uh, Guardians. Guardians, yeah. Okay. I went there back when they were still a Braves affiliate, so it's been a while. But, yeah, I would love to go back. All right, like I said, it was a wild week in Major League Baseball. All kinds of stuff going on on the field But let's look at who was the best on the field over the past week. The past seven days, looking at the stats, Trey, who is your MVP of the week? We might have the same one I am between three people. Um, Okay. One person I've given it to. The other is the the best baseball player on the planet. But I'm going to give it to a guy who we haven't talked about who, if you uh, ESPN has done their MVP rankings. Actually, they have second 
right now behind Mike Trout. And he also plays for the Los Angeles Angels, and it's not Shohei Otani. It's Taylor Ward who's hitting, uh, you know, he's leading the AL in, in batting average at 385. I don't think he had the best past week compared to uh, both Judge and, and, and Trout, but he's, uh, you know, he had seven hits on 14 at bats. So, you know, hitting 500 this past week is pretty good. Um, so with a, with a double, a triple, two homers, seven RBIs, two walks. So, uh, you know, I guess the Angels have three guys who could win the MVP. Yeah, yeah. He's been having a really good season. And then obviously Mike Trout and Shohei Otani are up there as well. So, yeah, definitely could be an MVP candidate. Uh, for my MVP of the week, I've got to give it to a guy that I don't really like giving a lot of praise to, but he had a fantastic week over the past seven days. Bryce Harper from the Phillies. He's got a 609 batting average over his last six games, three home runs, eight RBIs, four walks, six doubles. His OPS is nearly 2000. It's 1.904 over the last seven days. So I got to give my MVP of the week to Bryce Harper. He was the MVP of the national league last season, and he's off to a hot start this year. He could do it again. Finally, uh, the Phillies are getting what they paid for when they signed into that massive contract. I mean, the first two years, it's not like he was he was bad, but, you know, he wasn't, in my opinion, worth $300 million. Now he's playing like he is. So Bryce Harper gets my MVP of the week. All right. Uh, when you look back at the week and everything that happened on the field or off the field, too, if there's anything that really stuck out to you there, what is the best thing that you saw in baseball this week? The best thing I saw in baseball this week was the worst thing I saw in baseball this week. The Pittsburgh Pirates won a baseball game without winning, giving up a hit, without getting a hit. Happened yesterday. Uh, Hunter Green showing why he's one of the best pitching prospects, going a seven and a, I think two thirds, either seven and a third or seven two thirds, and with of no hit baseball, they pull him. And the Pirates win one nothing with a run in the eighth. How did they get that run? It was off a of fielder's choice, so it wasn't counted as a hit. So uh, that's just crazy to me. So um, the worst thing I saw is also the best thing I saw because <laughs> Hunter Green looks like he's the real deal. The Reds actually played well this past week, but uh, they still, despite everything, lose to the the pirates who are terrible but also throw no hitter yeah it's only the sixth time in major league baseball that that has ever happened and the the reds don't even get credit for a no hitter because they were the it wasn't team. a complete game yeah they didn't get to throw pitch the ninth inning so they don't even get credit for the no hitter but what a what a wild game sixth time that's ever happened in major league baseball uh, the best thing that I saw this past week, I think it was Monday or Tuesday night, I think Tuesday night, the Angels were playing the Rays in Anaheim. Brett Phillips came in to pitch for the Angels. Mike Trout absolutely crushed a home run off of him, which isn't even a fair matchup. And then Anthony Rendon comes up, decides he's going to bat lefty, 
and he hits a home run off of Brett Phillips. So Anthony Rendon going switch hitter, lefty home run off of Phillips as the Angels absolutely dominated the Rays in Anaheim on Tuesday night. A great game by Los Angeles. They are looking like the real deal this year. This might finally be the year that they can win a division, make it to the playoffs, maybe even win a playoff series. Get Mike Trout that first playoff series win in his career. What a season they're having. What a game they had against the Rays. And just Anthony Rendon going up there saying, you know what, I'm just going to try batting lefty this time, see how it goes. And he ends up hitting a home run. So that's the best thing that I saw this week. Yeah, that's pretty cool to see. Um, yeah, you talk about the Angels. They, you know, they're tied for first right now in the uh, American League West with Houston. Um, you know, Houston twenty three and twelve, L A twenty four and thirteen, uh, Minnesota surprisingly leading the Central at twenty and fifteen. Have a three game lead both over Cleveland and Chicago. Yankees best record. You know, the only team in the American League with single digit losses at twenty five and nine. Actually, I believe they're the only team in baseball with single digit losses at 25 yeah, and 9. Are. So best team in baseball is the New York Yankees right now. So uh it, it's looking good for the for the Angels to make the postseason if they can keep this up and you know, you look at some key stats, they, they have a plus 57 run differential, they're 7 and 3 in their last 10, so they they've bef- definitely have played well and uh it, it's just good to see. I mean, if you have three MVP candidates, that helps a lot. So, uh, and that it's not even including Anthony Rendon. So that that is definitely uh, pretty exciting for the the team in Anaheim. Yeah, and got to give a, a real quick shout out. Albert Pujols pitching for the Cardinals last night to close out the win on Sunday night baseball. That. that is the uh, yeah. That's gonna be the that backup. Funny. Board, I, I at first I was confused. Is like when I saw it was fifteen to six. I was like, that might be too close. I know it's nine runs, but I was like, that might be too close to throw in, throw them out there. And like, maybe if you're behind, but I guess the Cardinals are out of pitchers. So I think, yeah, he ended up giving up two home runs in his, uh, in his ninth inning outing, but they did he got get, the save. Wait. Can we, can we give him an honorary save because of that? Yeah, I think they should. And we got to give a shout out to Virginia tech baseball. Number five, Virginia tech taking on number seven, Louisville in Blacksburg, winning the series against the Cardinals. Big, big win against Louisville. That was a huge weekend for Virginia Tech baseball. They are still on a roll. Yeah, and it bumps them up after, uh, I think, the number two and number 14 lost their series. So they're actually number three in the country to go with the, uh, unfortunately, you know, Virginia Tech softball loses in the semifinals of the ACC tournament, but they turn turn around and become the number three seed in the ACC or in the entire NCAA tournament. So they're, you know, uh, Florida State, who they've already beaten in a series in Oklahoma, are the top two seeds. But uh, Hokie's going to host at least uh, a regional and a thing advance, a super regional, being a top four seed in the country. That's pretty impressive for those girls in Blacksburg. I mean, and it looks like Virginia Tech baseball is setting up to be, you know, if they can be a top, I think a top eight seed, they'll they'll have a, a really good shot at hosting a super regional. So. A lot of local high high level baseball could be coming to Blacksburg uh, very very soon. I mean, I think Charles will also have a regional, so it, it definitely seems to be interesting. Yeah, it should be a good uh, postseason to watch for Virginia Tech baseball. Looking at their remaining schedule uh, after this weekend series against Louisville, 
Uh, they will now host Kansas State tomorrow in Blacksburg. And then a three-game series against Duke this upcoming weekend starting on Thursday. And then that's it until the ACC tournament gets underway next Tuesday in Charlotte. So midweek game against Kansas State, weekend series against Duke, and then it's ACC tournament time. So exciting time for Virginia Tech baseball. And the full breakdown of the rankings, number two for perfect game, number three in D1 baseball rankings, and number three in baseball America. So this is uh, quite surprising. I, I, You know, as uh, two alum, we know Virginia Tech could uh, it's never won a national title in anything, and there is a real chance for both baseball and softball to at least get a shot at it so uh, and, and make the College World Series. And you know where it's a great place to listen for the College World Series? Where, Trey? Where? CBS Sports Radio Lynchburg, other than ESPN. But if you want to listen to it, we, we will air it. So, All right, I'll keep that in mind. Um, all right, so Trey, I texted you earlier. But you this download week. our app to listen to it, by the way. Since oh yeah, download most the app people don't live in Lynchburg. Area. Yeah. Um, so I texted you earlier this week. I had an idea for the podcast. I was um believe it or not, I was paying attention to some soccer games, which is very out of character for me. But I got to thinking about the uh the structure of some soccer tournaments and you know, the, the tournaments they have, like the Champions League, where the champions of each league in Europe play against each other for the ultimate title in Europe. And I believe they have this in every continent as well. And then... Yes, there's uh, the Seattle Sounders just won the CONCACAF Champions League, which was the first time an American team won the Champions League in CONCACAF. The federations, each continent has a federation, so... Okay, so I got to thinking about what it would look like if baseball had a Champions League. Now, I don't think baseball is as big in each country that that there could be, you know, each continent having their own Champions League. I think it would probably just have to be one worldwide Champions League. Well, there's also a club World Cup every year, so you can... Okay, all right. So we would see... The World Series champions from Major League Baseball. You could have the Mexican League champions, the KBO champions, the Japanese MPB champions, the Taiwan champions. Um, probably there's probably more leagues out there that just don't have as much recognition. But if we could have a Champions League, maybe a champion baseball, out of Europe, a group of leagues in, yeah, in sure Europe compete. I think that would be something really cool to watch. Yeah. I mean, you could do it, you know, if the world baseball classics every four years, you do it as you'd have to do it every year, but it, it would be interesting. I think the MLB would dominate, you know, yeah, I think so. So maybe you get both world series participants in it just kind of. So, you know, it might end up with a, you know, so you can, Maybe have just not the lock that the World Series like winner would win the whole thing, but I I like the idea. I I, I remember you texted me and, and I've had some time to think about it. So um I I think it's a if it you want to grow the game, having more intense, you know, locally and internationally having more high intense high high stakes games is is always a good thing. 
Yeah, because it's really cool to watch the World Baseball Classic and see the best players in the world play for their respective countries. But if you just get, you know, say the the Yankees playing the Nippon Ham Fighters from Japan in a series to see who the best organized team is in all of baseball, I think that would be a really cool thing to see. And we've never seen something like that in baseball. So I just thought that would be uh, something really cool if baseball would ever consider something like that and the way it would be you know be different than the world baseball classic because for that you know obviously everyone goes and plays for their their country of origin and so you get you know all the japanese players playing for japan all the the dominican players playing for the dominican republic but if there was this champions league of baseball you know all the best players in the world typically go to major league baseball so the MLB team would have the best Japanese players, the best Korean players, the best Dominican players. So they would probably dominate because they'd be playing the, the you know, the team from Japan and they would probably dominate them because they have the best players from Japan in Major League Baseball. So it'd be a really interesting dynamic and something really interesting to see. But I do think that it would be really cool. And that's something that, you know, all the baseball leagues should consider as a way to to grow the game. That is, uh, I think that's that's a, a pretty good idea. All right, now I I am uh, I'm proposing a question to you because I just thought of it. A, a show that's been popular recently is about the Lakers, and you know uh, it's called Winning Time. It's on HBO Max and HBO about you know the the '80s Lakers with Magic and Kareem. If you could pick any baseball team to follow to do kind of a a show like that, what what would it be? You could do the Big Red Machine. You could do, you know, the Yankees with uh, Reggie Jackson and that group. The early Yankees with Babe Ruth and Yogi Berra. Uh, you know, even down to like following McGuire Sosa kind of deal. Or, or what, what? What do you think? I think you'd have to go with either the Yankees. Or I like that idea of the Reds. That would be a really interesting. Uh, I'm sure that would be interesting. All those personalities in the Reds, Pete Rose, Joe Morgan, all those guys in the, the mid 70s playing in Cincinnati. I'm sure, that would be an interesting one to see. But um, yeah, I think you would almost have to go with the Yankees just because of the the amount of success that they've had. What, I mean, what years, though? Would you go the 20s and with Ruth in them? Would you go. Uh, that's that's I would, a tough one. Where I mean, would I would choose? even go mid two thousands when A Rod came in and just do the dynamic between Jeter and A Rod. You know, they won one title. Yeah. Either yeah. that or the late nineties. I think late nineties is where you have to go if you wanted the, uh, you know, you want to see the success and the drama, and that's when they really became, or that's when you know all those young guys like Jeter and Mariano Rivera. And Jeter was very magic like in his his kind of appeal, you know. Yeah, and I'm not. It's very hard to compare anyone to Matt Johnson, but the crossover kind of celebrity appeal, you could argue the last person was Derek Jeter in baseball. So that would be. Um, so I think so. you'd almost have to choose late 90s Yankees, but mid 70s Reds, Pete Rose, Joe Morgan, Johnny Bench. That'd be an interesting group to uh, dive into and see how how that clubhouse worked. I'm sure, that would be a fun show. Uh, they are coming out with some kind of series about Derek Jeter, though. I think a documentary series on ESPN. He's producing, yeah. So that should be interesting. 
because uh, I know we've talked about, you know, when when ESPN did the last dance about Michael Jordan and the Bulls, we talked about what that kind of documentary would look like if it was about an MLB player or MLB team. And I think we pretty much agreed it would be Derek Jeter and the Yankees. And that's what they're going with. So I'm excited for that. I think it'll be good when that comes out. It definitely is that. Got anything else uh, gains this week? What are we looking at? All right. This week on the schedule, we have uh, starting tonight, the Braves are taking on the Milwaukee Brewers in Milwaukee. Starting to get a little worried about the Braves. They can't seem to win a series. They win one game and then drop the next two or they win the middle game, but they're just not doing too hot right now. But it's still early. We got the Giants and the Rockies going down in Colorado tonight at 840. Yankees taking on the Orioles in Baltimore. First pitch at 705. Should be an easy series for the Yankees. Starting tomorrow, we get a bit more series getting underway. The Diamondbacks and the Dodgers in Los Angeles. That should actually be a good one because the Diamondbacks are not too bad this year as of right now. And then coming up this weekend, we will have the White Sox traveling to the Bronx to take on the Yankees. The White Sox team that a lot of people thought would be the team to be in the American League Central, but they're struggling right now. The Yankees, obviously, like we said earlier, the best team in baseball. So that should be a series to keep an eye on. We got the Padres and the Giants in San Francisco this weekend and the Dodgers and the Phillies in Philadelphia over the weekend. So a couple of good series to keep an eye on Friday, Saturday and Sunday. Yeah. And uh, speaking of uh, White Sox Yankees, Yankees just took three of four from them in Chicago. So uh, we'll see how how the uh, White Sox can bounce back in that matchup. Um, I mean, the good news for the Yankees, they do have a nice warm up in the middle of the week with their uh, their good old pals, the Orioles. So that that will get them through the week. Um, Matt, we got a, another podcast down. Um, so uh, another season in and, uh, you know, we we talked a little bit about some standings and uh, award season right around the corner. Maybe into uh, the month, we'll give uh, some early MVP Cy Young votes. So uh, stay tuned for that. As always, you can listen to us. Uh, wherever you get your podcast, Foul Ball Area, leave a five-star review. Uh, let us know. You can also connect with us at Foul Ball Area, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Mackins in the News, at Trey Lyle VT, Trey Lyle underscore VT on Instagram. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Foul Ball Area podcast. For Matthew Atkins, I'm Trey Lyle. Have a great day, evening, whenever you listen to this. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Foul Ball Area podcast. Thanks for listening to the Foul Ball Area Podcast. Make sure to leave a review and a rating wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe so you get new episodes as soon as they come out.